Hello, and welcome to Foul Puck, a podcast about sports ball for the rest of us. Unlike other sports ball podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming that you out there in listener land know everything that there is to know about the Royal Greek Navy and plunging for distance as those things relate to the Olympics. I I am... I don't know what they are as they don't relate to the Olympics. I mean, I feel like I have a concept of what the Royal Greek Navy is regardless, but... You could probably make an educated guess. I mean, I know what all those words mean. Uh, Plunging for distance feels a bit more ambiguous, but anyway. Uh, It's not. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um. (laughs) There are a lot of contexts in which you could use, you know. I'm Nancy. Uh, Generally, you're a basketball enthusiast, but uh, today I am hosting the last of our Olympic minisodes, which have been actually a really fun time. So I hope you all in listener land have enjoyed them as much as we've enjoyed making them because I feel like we have learned a lot yes. and it's been really <laughs> exciting. Uh, it, it, and really, it genuinely has. Yep. It really has. So I'm also joined by Rebecca there in the blue room Hi. and Rachel, who is going to tell us all about plunging for distance, <laughs> which I'm going to now work into random conversations just it, for the hell of it. It feels I mean, it like it should only be a cake song. It does! It t- yeah, I did, uh, that did get stuck in my head while I was preparing She's plunging for the distance. She's yeah. plunging for, for speed. speed. She's all alone. <laughs> all alone. All alone. <laughs> you know, okay. if we don't, if we just sing it and don't, don't play it, they can't sue us. Uh, oh, are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm I mean, not does it sound like I do do it. <laughs> okay, we're moving on now. Tell okay, us. Well, Rachel. actually, I think that a uh, parody would be uh, covered by the fair use doctrine. But anyway, so if you're confused, congratulations. We're get into our spinoff podcast about intellectual property rights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Okay, so I'm actually talking uh, this week to close us out about former Olympic events, events that have been at at least one Olympics, and in many cases, only one Olympics. Oh, the one-hit wonders. Yes, uh, that are now no longer Olympic events. Subtitle for this episode, the 1900 Paris Olympics were the Wild West. (laughs) Okay, Okay. that checks out. So first, a very brief bit of Olympic history. Uh, The original Olympic Games took place from 776 BC to about 393 AD. That, of course, was only open to free Greek men, Featured a lot of wrestling, chariot racing, and something called pancration for boys, which frankly I was too afraid to Google, yeah, particularly that's... since basically all sports were performed in the nude. I think that was a good choice yep. on your, yep. your behalf. Yep, yep, yep. However, <laughs> be brave. When you hear references to the modern Olympic Games, that's the series of games that dates back to 1896 Athens, which set the template for the worldwide event that we know and love today. You had your fairly standard sports, your track and field, your swimming and cycling, your weightlifting, and naturally, wrestling. Naturally. I was a little surprised to see that tennis made the cut very early on, but otherwise not a ton of surprising events. So the 1896 games were a great success, uh, though it still wasn't a big enough deal to draw the very best competitors in every sport. It was by far the largest international sporting event to date. Great, right? No. Well... Paris took one look at the 1896 games and said, Tiennez-vous, mon beer. (laughs) See, Paris was already hosting the 1900s World's Fair, and the Olympics were held as just one part of that event and not actually governed by the IOC. As a result, there's some historical confusion about which sports actually counted as Olympic events and which were just exhibitions or demonstrations. Mm. 
Uh, no medals were handed out, only trophies or cups, or in at least one instance, 3,000 francs, roughly the equivalent of $17,000 today. Dang. Wow. Yeah, not bad. I thought you were going to say a beer. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's California. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if there's a $17,000 beer somewhere in the state. I would be surprised if there wasn't. Yep. Yeah. It's California. It should be a $17,000 wine. Oh, the beer enough. would be in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, in fact, the IOC has never actually gone back and decided which events were Olympic and which weren't. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, in retrospect, though, historians have applied four criteria. Uh, international participation. Uh, it's restricted to amateurs. Mm. Open to all. Mm -hmm. And no handicapping. Mm. To decide which events were Olympic. Uh, here are a few that didn't make the cut from 1900 Paris. Uh, cannon shooting. <laughs> firefighting. Kite flying. Pigeon racing. And life-saving. Uh, what? Not an Olympic sport. Life-saving. I'm sorry. Firefighting was an Olympic sport? That's not a sport. No, it wasn't an Olympic sport. It they decided it wasn't. Not yes. an Olympic but it, sport. But it was an event featured at an Olympics. It was an event, and there was an Olympics going on. But... <laughs> okay. The All argument right. has been made historically. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> do you, you want to know what pancration is? Pancration? Sure. It's, Pan it's very Kratos. It's basically mixed, mar mis mixed martial arts. Oh, okay, okay, but, you know, naked, so. I mean, With boys. Was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so despite the application of those four criteria, that's not the end of the story for some reason, because ballooning actually fulfilled all four criteria, but still isn't considered an Olympic event. Like hot air ballooning? Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, croquet met only three of the criteria since only French athletes competed, but the winners are considered Olympic champions since at one point in history it was thought that one of the competitors might have been Belgian. He was wow. not. <laughs> not Belgian. Wow. Okay. So a few more uh, fun facts from the 1900 Paris Olympics. All swimming events were held in the River Seine. Which, as a slow-flowing river through the heart of several cities, uh -huh. probably not the cleanest. No. No. Uh, Alvin Kreitzlin, Kreinslin, U.S. track athlete who won the long jump, was allegedly punched in the face by his rival Meyer Prinstein, who was prevented from competing in the final by officials of Syracuse University because it was scheduled for a Sunday. <gasps> no. What? <Yes. laughs> so he punched the guy that won. I okay. think that's a, we can all agree that's a pretty fair reaction yeah. to not being also allowed. Also a very I mean, American reaction. Yep. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> uh, in the coxed pairs and eight events in rowing, crews replaced adult coxswains with children. <laughs> They're lighter. Yeah. They yeah. are. So that croquet event, which I already mentioned, all the winners were French, of course, but the only spectator to show up was an Englishman. <laughs> However, nice note, the first women to ever compete at the Olympics did so in that croquet event. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, finally, three marathon runners from the United States contested the result, saying the French runners who got first and second places took a shortcut. And in fact, they were the only contestants not spattered with mud. So they may have been <laughs> onto something there. <laughs> okay, so clearly at the beginning of the 1900s, the Olympics were still sorting their shit out. Uh, at most, but not all, of these, form these former events took place during that period. So now we're going to go through some uh, general categories of events and the ones that are no longer in play so track and field hmm. now walking i was surprised to learn walking still an olympic event actually what because yeah, it's yeah. like power walking 
Yeah, the uh, 20 kilometer yeah. and 50 kilometer walking events are still yeah. around, though they will be removed in 2024. Well, that's good. Those seem dumb. They're yeah, weird the, to watch. Uh, the weirdest walking event in 1904 was the 880 yard walk. So you okay. just had to walk for eight. Like, uh, my question was where, how do you define, you how do you, when do you say, form? Or yeah. Like... When, do you, when do you say, hey, stop, blow the whistle, that guy's jogging? <laughs> when does you that happen? What? You joke, but I bet there is a very specific criteria for that. Probably. It's something, not it's going it to be something about like when your feet hit the ground, like yeah. how much the space bounce. there is, or like how much. Because it is a different motion. It is. You can jog slower than a fast walk. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, like maybe with walking, you have to have one foot on the ground at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something. So we should uh, look up the because schedule for really Olympic cool. walking and see when that takes place. I'm going no. to. <laughs> Nancy will not. Rebecca and I will. <laughs> Okay, the next track and field event, standing, high jump, and long jump. Mm-hmm. So it is exactly what it sounds like. The high jump, there's a bar next to you, yep, and you, you jump, jump over, over it. it. Mm-hmm. Long jump, you have to take off and land with both feet. Mm-hmm. You can't fall over, mm-hmm. and you get the best of three attempts. Mm-hmm. We did those in high school. Standing from yep. a standing position? Yep. Interesting. I suppose it's not that funny of a sport, but I just like the idea of you're standing there next to a bar, and just boom, you jump standing. over it. Yeah. The key just, is to really get your knees up. Yeah, I would imagine so. So uh, the U.S. actually had a uh, a champion in this discipline. So this only took place from 1900 to 1912. Uh, so the champion, Ray Urey, won the standing high jump and also the standing long, ju- long jump in 1900, 1904, 1906, and 1908. Nice. He set the world record for the standing high jump of 1.65 meters. Dang. Uh, he set the world record for the standing long jump, 3.47 meters. Damn. His feats were even more impressive as Ray had spent his childhood in a wheelchair, partially paralyzed with polio. Uh, yeah, that, that's uh, pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. I will agree with that. Yeah. There's also the standing triple jump event, which was only in 1900 and 1904, won by mm-hmm. Ray Urey. So I wrote in my notes, this guy's the Michael Phelps of standing there and jumping. <laughs> I know the triple jump is still a thing because again we did that in high school. I don't remember if it was it's standing so, or not though. Yeah, there is a, there is a running one. Okay, but still because I had to look it up because I was thinking, have I seen this before? But uh-huh. yeah, you kind of you hop, you it's skip, weird. and you jump. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of really weird looking. I was not coordinated enough to do it. Like I would get my feet wrong. Makes sense. Okay, so and uh, we had from 1900 to 1920 tug of war. Yes. Olympic event. And this one was actually part of some ancient Olympics that they revived. Uh, two teams of eight. You have to pull the other team a distance of six feet in order to win. But there's a five-minute time limit. So whoever had pulled the team the other, whoever pulled the other team the farthest distance won at the end of five minutes. Hmm. Uh, first gold in 1900 wins to a mixed team of Danes and Swedes. <gasps> a Danish journalist who was covering the games, Edgar Abey, was recruited into the combined Sweden-Denmark tug-of-war team in 1900 to replace an ill team member oh and went on God. to win a gold medal. That's oh, amazing. my God. Talk about being in the right place at the right time. For real. Okay. Uh, the biggest controversy in this Olympic event came yes. in 1908 when the Liverpool police team competed in, quote, enormous shoes. So heavy, in fact, it was with great effort they could lift their feet from the ground. Uh- the rules oh had stipulated God. ordinary shoes, and the Americans protested, but to no avail. The oh. U.S. team subsequently withdrew. Oh. Wow. So those Liverpool police. 
Can't trust always the stack in the deck, huh? Okay, so that's your track and field events. Let's okay. move on to gymnastics. Wait, okay. before you move uh, on, yes, I, I do want to talk about race walking real fast. Okay, so please do. I I was correct that um, in walking, one foot must appear to be in contact with the ground at all times. Appear hmm. to be. Well, there it's it's assessed by race judges, so, so you can go race as moonwalking then, because your feet do appear to be in contact. At all times. I mean, I think it would be really impressive if somebody could race moonwalk <laughs> faster than race walking. Oh man, I would love to see that though. Yeah, right? Speed moonwalking? Uh-huh. That would be pretty cool. There are two events, like you said, Rachel, 20K and 50K. But the 50K is men only, whereas the 20K is men and women. And they're both huh. held as road events, so they're not on a track. They're like out on the road. All right. Yeah. Please continue. The more you know. Okay, so <laughs> gymnastics, uh, we had club swinging taking place in the year, the non-consecutive Olympics, 1904 and 1932. Hmm. <laughs> now this was admittedly sort of a precursor of rhythmic or artistic gymnastics, which sure. Nancy has talked about. Which do still use clubs. Yes. However, club swinging involves the competitor standing erect with a club in each hand. Unlike juggling, the clubs do not leave the hands. The clubs look like bowling pins or juggling clubs and are whirled or swung very quickly around the body and head in a variety of patterns in a complicated routine. Judges award points based on the routine. So it's baton twirling. Kinda. Americans have dominated this sport at an Olympic level. Sure. Uh, So at Louis, in St. Louis in 1904, there were just three competitors, all from the USA. (laughs) Uh, Again in Los Angeles, 1932, the Americans swept the medals. There were four competitors at this time, three from the USA, one from Mexico. Poor Mexican dude did not get. No. So, do we medal. really say that the that the Americans dominate at this or are we just the weird dumbasses who do it more than anyone else? I'm going to go with that second yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, now the rope climb. This one was actually at the 1896 uh at Athens Olympics all the way up to 1932 and it is exactly what it sounds like you climb to the top of the rope as fast as possible using only your hands uh what's most interesting in 1896 the rope was 14 meters or 45 feet long damn and style counted (laughs) I was not able to find out in what manner style counted but I just think that's neat okay I know I'm cutting into Rachel's time here because we're trying to keep it to minis but did you guys see the video of Simone Biles and her boyfriend doing a rope climb competition. No, no. Because I can see why style matters. Because they both had very different styles of doing it. Huh. So okay, I'll have to we'll find have to that video this. again. And yeah. Tweet right. it so we can Also, check it out. she beat the pants off of him. I well, mean, I would imagine I mean, so. He's a professional football player. Yeah, I yeah. knew he was an athlete. But yeah, she's but Simone Biles. Exactly. Like, what, yeah. what are you going to do? Okay, so after that, the rope was only either, was was uh, 8 meters or 25 feet long. It seems like when the Olympics were in the U.S., we insisted on feet <laughs> instead of metric measurements. Unsurprising. All right, sounds Okay, like on to swimming. Now, in 1896, the only time this event was held, the 100-meter freestyle for sailors, which I believe we may have mentioned <laughs> yeah, I in the past episode. Yeah. And as you might guess, this was open only to sailors of the Royal Greek Navy. Uh, clearly a pretty transparent way to boost the home country's medal mm-hmm. count. Uh-huh. And interestingly, the only time this was held, the winning time was nearly a minute slower than the winning time of the regular 100-meter freestyle. 
Yep. So sailors need to practice their swimming. Sounds like. Uh, And then we have, this is a recent event from 1984 to 1992, solo synchronized swimming. How? So I guess it's, it's the, the action of synchronized swimming, but you're just by yourself. Yes. So I, I so it's assume, underwater I swim assume, dancing. Yeah, I always assumed synchronized meant with the other people, yes. but not with, the, with music. the music. It must be with uh, the music. Oh. But I just like the idea of solo synchronized yeah. swimming. Dancing with myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 more copyright problems. Come on, I people. didn't sing it well enough Swing for there to be a copyright problem. <laughs> Okay, now we go on to some uh, events that I believe we thought were still held in swimming, but are not, and were relegated just to that 1900 Mm. Olympics. Mm -hmm. The underwater swim. (laughs) Uh, So it's held over a maximum of 60 meters, uh, with two points for each meter swum underwater and one point for each second spent underwater. So you go as far as you can, completely underwater, for a maximum of 60 meters. So this is where we need to get those those folks who are like the the pearl divers from yes. the various islands who hold their breath for like sixteen minutes. Yes, or they would absolutely kick ass at okay. this. Um, so the uh, world record holder, or at least the Olympic record holder, is uh, Charles de Vandeville of France, who sp- swam sixty meters in a time of one minute and eight point four seconds. Okay. Wow. All right. Then we have the obstacle race. That was also held in the River Seine. It was a 200-meter course that required you to climb over a pole, over a row of boats, and then swim under another row of boats. Oh, I'm sorry. I I forgot. When you said obstacle course, I forgot we were talking about swimming. <laughs> yes, a swimming obstacle course. <laughs> sure. Okay. Carry on. Okay, so... It so, was, yes. Were the boats consenting to this, or was this just like... Pierre out for an afternoon. Yeah, did the boats know the that they were involved? Yeah, exactly. Or uh, I mean, <laughs> one presumes the captains were aware of what was going on, and not that just a bunch of idiots were scrambling over their boats. But I mean, it was but who knows? France. Who the hell knew? Yeah. Uh, you know, France. They might not have blinked an eye. I don't know. It's true. <laughs> so this event was won by Frederick Lane of Australia, who also won the two hundred meter freestyle swim. His time in the obstacle race instant. Interestingly, it was only 13 seconds slower than his time in the in the 200 meter freestyle. Wow. Attributed his success to knowing that quote the stern was the best way to get into and therefore over a boat. All right, it's all about what you know. True. Yeah. Okay, and that leads us to uh, something we've already alluded to: the 1904 plunge for distance. Mm. The event began with a standing dive. Then you had to remain motionless underwater for one minute. Or until your head breaks the surface of the water, whichever comes first. So you simply jump mm-hmm. and careen forward. And stay under. Yes, not moving. Oh, so it's not, not breathing. It's not a vertical It's not a straight down. Water. No, it is a horizontal movement. Huh. Wow. So basically you go as far as you can horizontally without propelling yourself with arms or legs. Uh-huh. As long as you can keep your face downward for a maximum of one minute. Huh. Uh, William Dickey of the United States won with a distance of 62 feet 6 inches, and the U.S. also took silver and bronze. However, uh, this event only made it to one Olympics, possibly because of some criticism from sports journalists at the time who said, quote, who described it as, quote, not an athletic event at all, unquote, quote, slowest thing in the way of athletic competition, unquote, (laughs) 
quote, the stylish stout chaps who go in for this strenuous event merely throw themselves heavily into the water and float along like icebergs in the <laughs> ship lanes. <laughs> and the diver moves after 30 or 40 feet at a pace somewhat akin to a snail. And to the uninitiated, the contests appear absolute wastes of time. Wow. That's hilarious. Uh, they so did despite, not hold back. Yeah, despite this judgment, it plunging for distance remained an amateur and collegiate event in the U.S. until the 1930s. However, the world record is held by a Brit uh, who made it for 86 feet 8 inches. I mean, it does legitimately seem difficult. Yeah. But after about the first 5 or 10 seconds, pretty dull to watch. I'm yeah, no, I can, I can see how that yep. would be true. Yeah. 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 Okay. So now moving on, our one weightlifting event that's no longer around, the All-Round Dumbbell Contest of 1904. <laughs> and it's probably a legitimate event. I just like the name. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then here's possibly my favorite. Uh, it took place only in 1906, which wasn't actually an Olympic year. There was something, uh, an attempt at something called an intercalated Olympic Games, halfway between official Olympics. So huh. the thought was that there would be a halfway games in the, you know, odd, not odd years, but, you know, Intervening between Olympics. Years. Uh, held, always held in Athens. Um, and this, this was not technically considered an Olympic event, but you know what? I'm counting it because the event was dueling pistols. <gasps> With blanks or live ammunition? <laughs> live ammunition. Whoa. Okay. Now, sadly, but hilariously, competitors dueled dummies in frock oh. coats. What? Yeah. 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 Use blanks and real people. That's more interesting than real <laughs> ammunition. How are you going to judge where it hits if you're using a blank? Where the well, there's still an impact. <laughs> no, a blank is literally just a gunpowder charge. Nothing comes out. I could use paintballs, I guess. Yeah. Olympic yeah, paintballing. That'd be cool. <laughs> okay, so at, in 1906, there was a 20-meter event and a 25-meter event uh, using one-shot pistols and targets in the center of the dummy's chests. Ow. Wow. <laughs> Sadly, I couldn't find out much more about that. I just like that dueling was once an Olympic sport. Yeah. <laughs> okay, another one from 1900 only. Cricket. There was only one game. A British team beat up on a French team that was mostly composed of Brits. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right for the mm -hmm. British Empire, honestly. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, interestingly, lacrosse was a sport in 1904 and 1908. Yes, and I wonder if we will see a resurgence of it at I some point. I know there's been a push for it mm -hmm. to be an Olympic sport again. And of course, they have their own annual world games or whatever. Oh, but, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, the uh, AU sports uh, lacrosse season is coming up at the yeah. end of the month. And I'm looking forward to learning what lacrosse is other than whacking each other with sticks. Yeah, you don't whack each other with sticks. You try not they do. to whack each I mean, other you project sticks. you project a ball with your stick. Yeah. At some point. I, I think whack... Well, I shouldn't talk out of turn. I know nothing about lacrosse. So I'm <laughs> what I know from lacrosse uh, comes from Teen Wolf. Very nice. <laughs> the reboot, not the original. Thank you for clarifying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, next up we have motorboating, which only took place in 1908. <laughs> <laughs> now, what you're thinking of uh -huh. is not a competitive sport. Uh, in be. the Olympics. No, but I mean, I, <laughs> I'm i not sure one does it in a, for competitive reasons anyway. Uh, but one I, could. I, I almost guarantee you at some point, After somebody a made a competitor. Yeah, like, I, yeah, people are people. 
<laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, Google it. Or, no, don't. or don't. Mom, <laughs> don't Google this. Google it on a non-work computer. No, don't Google it, mother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to 1908 motorboating. The event, strictly for men, involved uh-huh, racing five laps or 40 nautical miles around a course. Uh, they said uh, speeds were not impressive by today's standards, averaging around 19 miles an hour. It was not a great spectator sport either, with the action taking place, uh, I'm not sure, was it 1908? Was it London? It must be, because it says taking place off Southampton, where virtually no one could see the action. (laughs) Also, due to bad weather, six out of the nine scheduled races were canceled. Oh. So, yeah, we never saw that again at the Olympics. That sucks. Okay, and our final uh, former Olympic event, probably the most unexpected, art competitions. Oh. Art was an Olympic sport between 1912 and 1948. I'll be damned. Yes. Wow, all the way to so, 48. Yeah, quite a few Olympics. Uh, all works had to be inspired by sports and created just for the competition. And there were five categories. Architecture, literature, music, painting, and sculpture. Uh, so this was also called the Pentathlon of the Muses. The rules for entering and the individual events or subcategories in each of those categories varied a little bit over the years. Uh, some interesting facts. The juries had trouble judging the music pieces since they were submitted on paper. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, only yeah. in 1936 was the winning composition actually played before an audience. Hmm. Wow. Seems like a big missed opportunity there. Yeah. I kind of love that. I know, I do too. I, I really bring this back. Yeah. Yes. Even That's if it's not cool. like even if it's not considered an Olympic of like sport that uh-huh. it should be an Olympic event. Yeah, I completely like, agree. To see all, like, to be able to, I, I'm sure that there are people all over the world who create art based on the Olympics, but to oh, yeah. showcase it at the Olympics as well, well would be incredible. Well, they do, but it's now an exhibition or a cultural event. It's not right, competitive but part of in the, any way. Olympics, right, but yeah. they, like, we also don't see it. Like, it should be yeah. a televised yeah, that's a shame. presentation yeah. of yeah. art. So uh, the first year they held it, in 1912, there were only 35 entrants, but all five golds and a silver were handed out, which gave you a 17% chance of a medal. Dang. Yeah. Pretty good odds. Yeah. Uh, Not many globally known names entered it, entered the competition. Uh, Often the judges were more famous than the competitors. (laughs) Germany won the most overall medals with seven gold, seven silver, and nine bronze. And also, interestingly, in some years... Uh, silvers and or bronze medals were handed out, but not gold. Huh. What must it have felt like to be a silver winner in that year with yeah. no gold handed out? I wonder if it was like ties or something. No, because there was one year that it was no gold, no bronze, but a silver for at least architecture. That's weird. Yeah. That's just weird. We like yeah. what you've done, but just not <laughs> that much. No. It's not gold medal material. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> And eventually this was discontinued, not because art isn't technically a sport, but because most of the competitors were professional artists. They didn't like oh. that. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, I guess they still no, occasionally yeah. have Olympic art exhibitions or cultural festivals, but no medals are awarded. I think we should go back to having medals awarded. I think that would be cool. Or some equivalent. Yeah, like, something. Uh, you know, like some, ribbons or... Like, rib- yeah. An yeah. exhibition that's not just if you're present in the olympic city yeah right something yeah. that's part of the broadcast yeah. yeah that would be cool 
Well, thank you, Rachel. That was a terrific way to wrap up this whole series <laughs> of mini so. Really well, I, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed researching I for it. I absolutely did. I, I feel like I've yes. learned so much. And will now be thinking about plunging for distance every time I go swimming again. <laughs> <laughs> and sadly, you'll never know. You might have been an Olympic competitor at plunging for distance. I might have. You'll never know. I will never know. I, yeah. I can guarantee I would not have been an Olympic competitor for jumping from standing. <laughs> yeah, that's a fairly specialized yeah. I would think. Yeah, that's deal. fair. Yeah. That's fair. Well, we would like to thank Joe for editing both this and all our other podcasts. Thank you, Joe. You are terrific and we appreciate it. You get the Olympic gold from us. Oh. If there were an Olympic medal in editing our podcast, podcast editing, you would win it. <laughs> Not the silver. We not could just silver. give you the silver and not the gold, but you exactly. know what? we're going to give you the gold. Give exactly. you the gold. You do gold medal it's work, true. Joe. It's true. Um, we would also like to award a gold medal to um, uh, Kevin, Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Incompetech.org. I could remember Incompetech. I was blanking the name. Uh, for the music, which we think is uh, gold medal worthy uh, on our podcast. And we would like to encourage our gold medal worthy uh, listeners to go and leave a nice uh, review on any of our podcast platforms, uh, Apple or Stitcher or SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. We would appreciate it. And in the meantime, you can email us with questions about any of those uh, historic Olympic sports at foulpuckpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our uh, little little teaser blurbs for all our other mini-sodes on Instagram at fall, fall puck, Foul Puck Podcast. And check us out on Twitter at Foul Puck Pod, where we talk a lot about lots of things that we know about and things that we don't know about as well. Our website is foulpuckpodcast.net. And this has been our Olympic series. We hope you've enjoyed it, and we hope you've enjoyed the Olympics, too. I'd like to thank Rebecca and Rachel, my co-hosts on this lovely adventure. Uh, I have been and continue to be Nancy, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>